0: Hello and you're very welcome to this week's On Track with Talking Dogs podcast. My name is Rory Burke. My guest this week comes from Newry. He has grown up surrounded by greyhounds. He's extremely passionate about breeding, rearing and racing. My guest this week is Connor Matthews. Connor, thanks for joining us on the podcast this week. No problem, Rory. Thanks for having me. You're very, very welcome. Um, I suppose growing up surrounded by greyhounds, a wonderful childhood.
1: Yeah wouldn't have it any other way. Um, just came through family, really, and uh, it's a great start, you know, around the greyhounds.
0: And I take it you always had an interest in greyhounds from a very early age.
1: Yeah, I suppose I had no real other choice, but uh, it's, it's a great way of growing up, you know, learning the difference between winning and losing. It's, um, it's a great start, even uh, going away the weekends after school and everything, and then going away there during the, after school to Gallup and stuff. Like that. So it's, uh, it's, it's a great way of growing up.
0: And, of course, you also make wonderful friends throughout the sport.
1: Yeah, you meet them meet them everywhere. Um, even, you meet them all over the world. Like, you know, um, every part of Ireland, and even the UK or abroad. Um, and it's just great with, with social media and all the community. You can communicate with anybody. And um, probably, probably your better friends or through the coaching world with them, or even the great world with them. You know, there's the same interest and all. As you so, yeah, you meet anybody, You can meet any, any. You meet anybody in everywhere. Part of Ireland with greyhounds and you can talk to them. but so, yeah, plenty of friends made to greyhounds.
0: And can I ask you what's your earliest racing memory, Connor?
1: The earliest would probably be um, Lifford. Um, just remember this on the even racing. Um, the time, God is a good dog. Keynes blue and I just remember going up there with him and uh, And you know, um, it's great, great crowds at Lifford then days and. Yeah, that was probably the earliest memory.
0: And of course, that uh, that winning feeling you you can't surpass it. Really, so you can't.
1: You no, know, especially after all the all the losses it makes the win, so um, even better. You know, uh, probably, you probably lose more than you win, but the winning makes it all hopefully for of the better. And um, gives you a, gives you that little gives you a little um, drive to kick on with, um, with the dogs, you know.
0: And of course, as we you know, working with dogs is full on. It's twenty four seven. Uh, 365 days a year. What's your favourite part of working with greyhounds?
1: The round, uh, enjoying the run. of them. I love taking them on from twelve weeks to twelve months, and then start schooling around fifteen months. You know, like the, I love the run. and then picking your pups there around six, seven months, and you're just hoping that you're just hoping and um, turns out good. But um, yeah, just love taking them across the fields and and uh, watching them do what they love doing, and and night and day, just uh, hoping that all your your work during the year and comes through in the track.
0: And just how early on would you recognise you might have a good one on your hands?
1: I suppose everyone says very early on, but um, like I like I like giving maybe pop a chance. I think they're all different. Um, at eighteen months, I think um, you have a fair idea where they're heading. Like, but the same thing is they'll then um, second guess you often. Enough. But I um, suppose a good one showed early, but. I still like to give them a chance, even some of some, even some lines take me with a two-year-old, but I'm to drop but, um, I a real good one is early.
0: And again, in this country, it really doesn't matter what, what grade they turn out to be, because there's a race for them somewhere.
1: Yeah, there's a race for, for every greyhound, and any distance, really. In Ireland, anything. Um, you could have an a 18 hand, there'll be a race there somewhere for the day, but um, and with regular racing, you know, it's great to see some dogs even working their way through the grades, and end up when we start in A sixes and then finishing up A one. You know, that was with experience, so um, yeah, it's great for every dog and every distance.
0: And at this moment in time, the country is awash with such a talented bunch of greyhounds right now.
1: There's plenty of them, um, even though it's great to see some of the dogs that are um, competing in England, do really well, and um, there's just too many they mentioned, But there uh, plenty of young dogs. Coming through, you see there, Sheldon earlier this uh, Saturday night. It was uh, March 2020, 2012. It, it was a great run and plenty more like them.
0: And for yourself, what have some of your highlights been?
1: I suppose on the track, recently um Gold Cup winner in uh, Sheldon, in for a penny. Um, probably our biggest highlight on the in, the, in the track. you won the, he's like and even it was, a, it was a homebred for us. We had the star and the dam. And it was a really, really good litter. And then um, the one was the one dog um, that we'd left really out there and he was he'd done so well with us and then um, just even the real scared she was that half course bitch and we took fire rum along as a stud dog just simply through her and she kept missing. And then um, we just bought him with the intention of getting her and pop and she did and then um, she bred, the, you know, the girl we her up. Um, and go cup winners as our an and you know and um, for Rumbling we ended up trying to do a great stud dog and uh, so three one another he got in for penny and it was a great night and they win, a, they win that big big competition in Shelburne.
0: Take it you have a huge interest so around the whole breeding part of the industry The main
1: part of um, it's the main part of our channel stud dogs broods pups saplings and kicks it all to make it, to make it and uh, proving a stud dog and then proving the broods very hard, but then um, you're just hoping it all the picking your cross in the common heat and, and picking your cross suit. and hoping it all clicks with the rare and schooling. But then, um, yeah, breeding is the main part of our setup. And then um, you know, normally we keep say we breed roughly four shackers a year. So um, and we just we try our best with them, and hopefully they are all falls the place.
0: Extremely busy at home. So could you take us through a typical day there for you?
1: And um, start off, start off. They really just turning them all out and and um, fluffing up their beds and cleaning the cans out, and then just prepping their food for. You know, you'd have your saplings your like your saplings to feed and your race dogs feed, and the same um, middle of the day could be anything really, and galloping, traveling or and um, just could be at anything during the day, and end of the day and the about but just feeding up and uh, washing up, and then um, yeah. Just, just uh, the main main my main part of the day is probably cooking. A lot of cooking involves uh, feeding the saplings and feeding the race dogs, um, and then just exercising, me walking and stuff. Yes, yeah, busy not
0: Very very busy, and I suppose there's plenty of miles being put up as well. Then on a weekly basis.
1: Yeah, just where we are. I and mean, like where we are, it's just um, there's no really local. Like obviously have a local tractor there, um, and Dundalk and Dumbo but um, it could be. Like, could be um, anywhere anywhere, animized, animized, anywhere the dog needs to go, like certain tracks, there's certain different dogs. If anyone in Ireland sorry and um it could be in Chatel, you know, uh, Newbridge or anywhere and um, then nowhere no, no, the further further it is the um, you know, it could be uh, generally getting vets in Lurgan and or, um, there's loads loads of nice tracks up.
0: And of course we're spoiled in this country that we have so many wonderful tracks.
1: Yeah, there's um, there's great tracks all over t- some tougher than others, and yeah, we're very, very lucky to have the dog. They besides the um, same great sprints, 400 yard sprint, and um, probably one of sprints in Ireland. And then you have other other tracks there that, that might have the three, three, five, the suit, maybe less staying dogs, and you know, there's uh, great tracks, great facilities all over the world, even for people going out and the facilities and the food there, and everything. we're very lucky to have that in Ireland
0: Absolutely, it's great to see that people being left back into the tracks now as well.
1: Yeah, just seeing the was saying there, and I think they're going to come up the last, the crowd. Um, it's great to see a great turnout for a great winner. And, um you know, next night, even the Derby final night there, it's just great seeing people, um, stands packed, supporting the Red Hounds. The year previous was uh, very dull and damp looking, but, um, yeah, it's great to see the crowds back in, supporting the Dogs.
0: And as you know, this series of podcasts is all about young people in the sport, and so many young people have got involved recently, and they're all having tremendous success as well, Connor.
1: Yes, um, it's great to see it, and um, hope you see can take take the lead. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a young man's sport, I think, and uh, the more the more youth, the more the more um, dogs, and more dogs, the more, more is So it's it's all a circle, and um, you know, it's great to see, good to see the youth coming through.
0: But what's so great as well about the industry is that the older generation are just so helpful, aren't they, passing on their knowledge to the younger people getting involved?
1: Yeah, it take, takes that to, to make life a bit easier for anybody, especially starting off. And they've been there and they've done that, and then anything to say, you take it and take it into the salt and you, 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 put it all, you put it all together and you hope it does come through then. But then, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't think it's a line you couldn't ask. And get, get anything, anything you need or any useful tips in the, in, in the grand game.
0: And would you have any ideas yourself how maybe to attract more younger people into the sport?
1: I heard um, on a previous podcast someone mentioned um, I like got an offensive scheme through the grand game. You know, like recently I had done an offensive scheme. You know, even if, if there was a qualification that came out at the end of it, I don't know. Like they can be looked into um, whether it be in the, with the wildfire animals or like Veterinary um, you know, battery nuts or something I'm not too sure but we looked into maybe apprenticeships because um, it could bring maybe new blood into the sport with, um, if there was 10 in the class and 2 of them 2 of them weren't involved with those went through the apprenticeship scheme and 2 of them got the bug you know it could be 2 extra families in the game so I think um, the person said previous franchise scheme would be great, a great way of getting a young People into the game, but also you with know, different families, I maybe mean, different uh, newbies to the sport.
0: And would you have many friends not involved in the sport?
1: I suppose awards where I am is, um, but uh, I can have some nice friends, and uh, and uh, one day you know, i just got into something through myself, whatever. And um, it's so one of those things where people looking in might just uh, maybe through a syndicate or something might want to, um, you know, start off fresh uh, and just. Turning, turning them into the into the game, and getting the bug, you know.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. And those people that aren't involved in the sport, what do you think they make of the sport?
1: I suppose they make a um, make a great night out of it. I suppose and if, if, if anybody not in the sport would normally go out and have a few bets and have a meal and wash it on. Um, I suppose if, if any, anyone around me thinks it's a great game, I uh, think it's an easy game. Do you know it's a. Uh, they would have a great opinion on the game and more or less looking into it.
0: And of course, there's a lot of work being done, as you mentioned there, even the Laurel night. The amount of uh, social media was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I suppose it's the name of the game and it's the name of the game, and uh, social media is just taking off in every sport, not only um, the Greyhound game. But you know, it's it's one way for it's one way it's one way for uh, getting good publicity out there and making making it uh, more known to people, and um, just through social media.
0: And at this moment in time, you can see yourself involved in the sport for the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah, no, no, no doubt, no doubt there. Um, I can see myself uh, hopefully taking taking on me really starting off breeding and stuff like that around. Um, maybe not today, or tomorrow, but soon.
0: At what state do you think the sport is in at the moment, Connor?
1: Um, I think it's in a things in a very good state. And um, looking at the sales results now, tell you that there's a great uh, demand for dogs and. You know, it's great to see the demand. Um, you know, the more demand, you know, people looking in, may start breeding on him, But that, but that comes more dogs, and you know. So I think even in the, even in the UK, I see new tracks opening up, and even in Ireland, effort reopening. So if you're looking at it as a whole, I think it's um, it's a rising sport. It's
0: very very positive at the moment, that the future is bright, particularly with the amount of young people getting involved.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's what we need. And it's what, what we need. To, you know the succession plan, and then um, the more youth, um, the better. And um, you, you know it's a uh, it, it's a sport where maybe it's a sport where I think young people mightn't be able to uh, get going in it, but in um, in down the line and have the priorities uh, set, they make it back into it. And um, you know with, with, with the more the useful, the useful people coming through, it's uh, it's, it's going to be a great t- It's a great turn for the game.
0: Yeah, and of course, you don't have to come from a family with a history of greyhound racing to get involved and, and make a success of it.
1: Um, no, no, definitely not. Um, any trainers local could, um, could always, uh, always welcome, welcome needing a hand while leaving with scallop and all. Um, yeah, trainers great trainers are lucky and they uh, could, could uh, give you good tips along the way.
0: And before we leave you go, just give us a few dogs there at home to keep an eye on.
1: Um Cup the winner in Shatterham Park Parker I think it was two Tuesday nights ago when changed yet. He won when his first five seven five and I think um, with a bit more recent experience he could uh, could uh, progress well in looking company.
0: Listen, Connor, thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. The best of luck to you and we we'll, we'll chat to you soon. No problem, thanks very much. That's it for this week's On Track with Talking Dogs. My thanks once again to Connor, and my thanks to you as always for listening. My name is Rory Burke, inviting you to join me again next week right here for a brand new On Track with Talking Dogs.